and we are back and I'm feeling like a new man. Woo! All right. He's feeling new, people. I'm feeling new, like I was aged and then brought back to life. What? That's what happens it d- when it- you or wait. That not yet. Too soon. Oh, it's not what happens. Oh, well, geez. I mean, well, I mean, like it, it is, but it's not. But it is, but it's not. But it's like you feel like Steve Trevor when he like came out of the water and was almost dead. But now he's alive again. No, and... I feel like Musafa. Oh, OK. Wait, that's that didn't. Oh, are you not making the Disney well, references? And that didn't work out well, did it? No. You know, I've never watched The Lion King. Oh, really? That's How a factual can... statement. Wow. I, I, that's, that blows my mind. Yeah. Well, why would it? So what Disney movies was I watching when I thought I was too good for the world back in the time that came out? I probably none. None at all. Not Disney movies, that's for sure. Yeah, that's probably true. Consequently, though, admittedly, uh, spoiler alert, but I couldn't afford to go to a lot of movies. (laughs) (laughs) And Disney didn't actually put their movies out on like inexpensive rentals. Right. And I don't think or inexpensive purchases. And I don't think that uh, Family Night was going to be the Lion King at my house. Probably not. Probably not. When did The Lion King even come out? Um, I want to say it came out sometime in the mid early 90s. Really? Early mid 90s? I mean, we could we could take a look and, ex- you know, I mean, why not? 1994. Oh, <laughs> like I had any money in 1994. Yeah, you were you were a starving, starving student. The starving freshman college student when this movie came out, June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety four. Yeah, I was finishing up my first year of school and hoping I had a job for the summer, which I did. Yeah, uh, twenty hours a week on the campus, or seventeen, or whatever it was. Yeah, I was just rolling in money to go see the Lion King. Yeah, no, <laughs> Lion King was not high on the priority list for you. <laughs> Not I apologize to everybody. I have my clicky keyboard back. Yes. Clicky keyboard. You're going to have to deal with clicky keyboard when I look things up. I apologize. That's all right. That's why I look things but up it's on the phone. So what's been going on with you, Greg? Uh, well, I mean, most recently I, I took care of the yard. Um, and uh, i um, just trying to think like the, the week, just like the days just just keep stacking on top of each other. So it's, it's, uh, I blink and it's an, it's a new day, um, in a new week, in a new month, it feels like. And, uh, just, I, I don't know where, where time is going, but, um, yeah, just been, uh, I guess I, I will, I will, uh, shamelessly plug that, uh, Travis, Brett, David, and myself are are gearing up for Starlight issue number three uh, to come out. What? Yeah, issue number three. Issue Power number three. Pack issue three. No, hush your mouth. Starlight issue number three. We're gonna do a Kickstarter for it in the um, upcoming week. So uh, you'll, I'm sure, be inundated, and and the the twitters will be taken over by uh, by moi to. Um, 
kind of you're going to take over Twitter. Well, I mean, like at least our Starlight Starlight page. And, how do you, how does one take over Twitter? Well, I mean, we just post fun memes and and talk about the Kickstarter and and try to hopefully get all the all the people to come hang out with us on our launch day of May fourth, uh, which is you know it's a pretty stellar day. Uh, we're gonna try to reach for the stars and um, hit our twenty four hour mark like we did last time. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch some watch some Star Wars with folks while we uh, while we do that. So yeah, because you're releasing your Kickstarter on May the fourth, right? Yeah. So and why why not why not hang out with uh, with folks and and watch some Star Wars? Yeah, there'll be uh, a roommate of mine will be having a lot of high Star Wars. And when I say high Star Wars, certainly I just mean like he's gonna be high in the stars. value of Star Wars and in the stars. He'll be in the stars. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a lot of high, high, high in the stars Star Wars happening on the fourth while I work. It's gonna be elevated like a Jedi. Yeah. So, yeah. well, you know, that's good. Well, I've, I've, I've lost the beautiful lake house. The, the puppy dog sits behind me on the bed, sad. Uh, she thought I was gonna get up to take her for a walk, oh. um, and 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 she was wrong. Wrong. Um, it turns out, by the way, I can watch the Lion King. Yeah. Tonight, if I want to. Oh, yeah. hey, you should. It is. It is on the Disney Plus. The, the You could watch the animated or the live action. Yeah, this would involve me going to Disney Plus and clicking on something other than Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff. I don't out know there. that I've done that. Oh, wait, is Hamilton on there? I, yes. I watched that. Yes, it is. OK, I, I've, I've seen that. And Mr. Boogity. I've not seen that. You should. <laughs> well, okay. I have watched Captain America Winter Soldier. Wait, well, I did like four of them. I can't bring myself to watch the end because it's so terrible. I have not seen any of them. I'm waiting to, for uh, for Anne to to decide that it's time to sit down and, and shotgun them all. So Anne is not going to like them. Really? You think? I, I yes, I think. Okay. Okay. Did Anne like WandaVision? She did. Okay. So yeah, um I I don't think that I don't know anybody that likes it except for people on the mothership that like like everything that, you know, like Disney could poop out Sunshine and Rainbow Marvel <laughs> movies and they would be like, this is the greatest film ever. They, they, yeah. Some some people on the mothership, I they're they're a little bit too much in love with with anything Disney puts out with a Marvel name on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Captain America: Winter Soldier or Captain America: Winter Soldier. Well, spoiler, um, Falcon: Winter Soldier is uh, not good. Well, there you heard it, folks. Dan's opinion is is not good. I have no opinion on it so far, so I will. I will leave that up to uh, um, my well, view. Before we get into Wonder Woman and some yeah. stars and stripes here, because mm-hmm. we're about to get into issue four of Wonder Woman, while we're talking current events, what are your thoughts on U.S. Agent, the comic book character? Like you never, you've never seen this this show, but were you a big fan of the U.S. Agent? Uh, I was a fan of West Coast Avengers, and U.S. Agent being a West Coast Avenger. He, you you definitely get hit with storylines of U.S. Agent in those in those stories, right? Yeah, and so, those were the worst part of the stories. Like I wanted Hawkeye to punch him in the face. And, and 
But see, that's the thing, though. Over and over again. Sometimes you need a character like that to to drive the rest of the story, right? Sure. Sometimes you need the thing that you like. uh, You you need the thing that you don't like to make the thing that you do like stand out. I guess that's fair. I hate that character. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying U.S. Agent is good, and I'm not saying... So what you're saying is I'm mad because Disney has Ric Flair on TV. (laughs) That's what you're telling me. Like, you're telling me I'm irrationally not liking the show because I'm not supposed to like this character. Yeah, you're not supposed to like the character. Yeah, I'm going to stop talking now because I'm going to end up spoiling the show. No, it's, it's... Yes, but have you forgotten also, West Coast Avengers fan... That later on, Marvel put U.S. Agent and Hawkeye on the same team for no reason at all. Again, you need to make them friends. No, no, they made them friends. Because 90s comics were written well. This is true. No, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) Some. 90s comics were written well some not and and not these stories many were not written well and 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 i don't even remember the title of the book but whatever the comic is where u.s agent and hawkeye are friends i think roadie was in there too no 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 Ugh. it's it's i again do you remember superman red and blue As another example of a fine mid '90s, well written comic. Uh, again, another another thing that you need one one aspect of it to to make you go, why? Because Superman's alive, Superman's dead, Superman's two of them. Exactly. U.S. agent sucks. U.S. agent sucks. U.S. agent sucks, and U.S. agent still sucks. <laughs> He's oh. got one. I've got this idea for a character. All right. Let's let we don't like Captain America anymore. Okay. So we're going to turn Captain America into the freaking Punisher. Ooh. This is a good idea. Yeah. This sell the Punisher sells. Yeah. Never. Yeah. The Punisher is good for what? Like 12 issues every time he gets popular and then, he, and then the character's gone. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's just. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're talking about Wonder Woman. <laughs> we're talking about an 80s comic. And it's uh, early 1987. The year is early 1987. Wonder Woman is, well, she's looking good. But one of her hands not looking so good. No, not not so great. Looking like and on the yeah, this cover. Like you said before we started recording that it is just a prime example of great Perez just envisionment. It also shows that Perez can do Kirby crackle, which makes me so happy. Oh, yeah, it's definitely popping because there's Kirby crackle in the debris, but there's Kirby crackle coming right out of Decay's mouth and off of Wonder Woman's arm. It's a little Kirby crackle. It's not a lot of Kirby crackle. But it's it's enough to to get you going. Ooh, ooh, what's that? Ooh, yeah. And yeah. it's uh, 
clearly bad things because Kirby Crackle was usually bad things. That's it's bad things. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Decay on there fighting Wonder Woman, holding Wonder Woman's arm. And it says, as you said, her name is Decay and her touch means death. Cued you up there. I was ready for you. Oh, yeah. And that's what a good podcast partnership is about, friends. It's togetherness. So it's togetherness. And it's and, just like it's just friendship. like uh, U.S. agent and Hawkeye oh, <laughs> together God. in the 90s. Just a good partnership. Well, and speaking of characters I don't like, we've got the doctor in the background who I love, but we've got Nessa in the background who I don't like at all. And she's not looking real good either. No, her pants are looking better than she is. Yeah, her fancy starry stretch pants from the 80s. Those, yeah. those came back. You know, 80s stretch pants, st- like there were things from the 80s that should have gone, right? Yeah, okay. Like stretch pants, yeah. right? But they stayed. They're still here. Yeah. Every Walmart in America cries out no more. Yet they're here. They're here. Still. Thank you, 80s. Thank you, Nessa. Thank you, Nessa, for your starry stretch pants. That's why I don't like you, because those starry stretch pants spread across all Walmart everywhere. They're comfortable, Dan. All Walmarts. Every Walmart, there we go. Not Walmart. They're, That's Southern for Walmart. Every Walmart everywhere. They're comfortable. <sighs> Do you, I mean, have you never worn a pair of stretch pants? Oh, okay, so <laughs> yes, but I wear them under things because we call them leggings. Yeah. And then like, or tights. Yeah. And then I wear them under shorts. I don't hang my ass out of the, the stretchy pants, you know, for everybody to see. Maybe I should in certain locales. Maybe that's a good idea. I don't know. You never know. I mean, I find them comfortable. But stretch pants? No, right? Like a pair of sweats? Sure. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean. It's just not your thing. I get it. Not I my thing. It. Well, let's turn to page one because we've got more Kirby Crackle coming out of a mouth and it is amazing. It's it's she's spewing and not she's into not Kirby into a Dixie Crackle. cup. It's just like everywhere. Just destroying the house. The house is yeah. like whatever the value of that house was, that whole that whole neighborhood's like value just went down. Well, the other thing is I keep calling her Doc, but really it's Professor Julia. So we don't we've never been identified as a doctor. And quite frankly, for everybody out there that has a Ph.D., I don't want to just make her a doctor. After all, she just may have a master's degree. She just may really like books. Right. Yeah, she just she that that might be. I mean, this woman that knows like multiple languages and is uh, has her own library at the university, you know, Definitely seems like just a master's degree type person to me. <laughs> just a master's degree type person. Just. just. Well, you know, it's just a master's degree. Possibly. Not everybody can have a doctorate in comics. You know, it's, it's important. <laughs> just just you. Well, just me. And I'm a perfect because I, you know, I study what I can't do. <laughs> so here we go. So you say, but I mean, we are working, so... Maybe we'll see. We'll see. So, we'll see. Things are going well. Anyway, 15 seconds ago, it became a battleground and arena confrontation. I, I love this scripting. I love like 
I don't visual. even remember who our first scripter was now. Like, look at me in my memory. It just um, disappeared. And now we have Len Wein mm-hmm. and George Perez. And Len Wein's scripts are so over the top and fun. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it, 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 as if the visuals don't do it for you, the script visuals definitely, like, as you're reading it, you're like, oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> and daughter Vanessa is not looking good. Oh, no. she's She looks worked over i love the fact that wonder woman's wearing a flannel too like that is amazing yeah where did that come from i don't know well maybe maybe her clothing decayed into a like a decrepit old man from the pacific northwest oh that makes sense yeah she's Pretty going for the grunge look a trucker, a trucker logger hat yeah shop logging yeah a logger hat a trucker hat. A logger hat logger i call a logger hat i knew them as logger hats before they were trucker hats let's be real that's true. It's true. I mean, so and so logging company on the front, a little yeah. mesh in the back. Yeah. Yep. Go to logger rodeo, watch him, watch him uh, topple the pole. logger rodeo. Yeah. The loggers jubilee. Loggers jubilee. Oh my gosh. I'm go back to where you came from. You are not from the Northwest. I, well, you know, I was a transplant, but I, I did go, you know, there there's many different types of there's loggers jubilees loggers rodeos loggers uh hullabaloos loggers rodeos uh, where, where are loggers rodeos could could you show me enumclaw enumclaw has a logger rodeo or a loggers jubilee I, I, or a log i want to say i don't you know there's okay. a logging rodeo in the claw I, I there's something there because I went to it as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> My dad called it a loggers rodeo. <laughs> okay. Well, they had chainsaws. They they made things. They they cut stuff. Is it up. Like, a, like a loggers jubilee or yeah, like a logging competition. Yeah. Do you know they had like the logging competitions on ESPN for a while? Yes. And not the Ocho. Not the Ocho on the real Cho. <laughs> yeah. The real Cho. Well, I love the next uh, few panels because we we flip the page and some of the comics today can take an action sequence and extend it across like 15 pages. And yeah. I'm done reading the comic in like three minutes. Mm-hmm. And here we're going to get all the action we need across two pages to mm-hmm. set up the entire story. And you get these beautiful progressive panels of Wonder Woman running out of the house mm-hmm. um, with the professor and her daughter. And it's just so cool. And while that's happening, we get the, the obligatory reaction shot from the neighborhood. Everybody's freaking out. <laughs> I think my favorite is I've heard of termites, but this is ridiculous as all the houses are collapsing. Yeah. And that's that's all this woman could think to say. I've heard of termites, but this is ridiculous. Not fleeing for her life, but she's proclaiming that termites are her enemy. They're called the Terminix man. <laughs> maybe the Terminix guy can take out Kirby Crackle. Oh, my gosh. Maybe it's entirely possible. He's got a lot of stuff it, in his truck. You know, we've made it to page two here. Do you think our one listener wonders what in the world we're doing today? Could be. Could be. You know, <laughs> well, it looks like we're going to make issue folks. I'm calling this right now. We're making issue for its own podcast because we're to issue. We're to page two and we are 20 minutes into this podcast. And so 
have fun with issue four with us, folks, because we are in it to win it. So more Kirby crackle. Boom. You know, I'm glad we don't have like a drinking game <laughs> where every time the Kirby crackle Kirby comes crackle. out <laughs> in every panel, there's Kirby crackle. We'd have to. Oh, that would be terrible. We would never make it through a podcast. Well, definitely not in this issue because no, one uh, of us would be dead. Cover, a splash, mm-hmm. two more panels, and you turn the page. You've got like Kirby Crackle everywhere. Yeah, there's, there's there's Kirby Crackle below. You know, Decay does look like a lot like um one of the Dark Side clones from the Great Darkness Saga um, in the Legion, which oh. was put out in eighty three, eighty four that Keith Giffen drew. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, and so I'm wondering if Perez drew from some of that. Oh, it could have. As well, so it could be both. Obviously, Keith Giffen did a lot of Kirby Crackle, but I wonder if we're getting a little, like, second-generational Kirby Crackle. So we have, like, Kirby Crackle and then Giffen Kirby Crackle, and now we have Perez Kirby Crackle. I could see that. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm down with this. I'm down with all the Kirby Crackle. And now we get like Scott Koblish and Scott Collins Kirby Crackle. Not that <laughs> I've ever mixed those two up. Uh, but there are art styles. You could yeah. mix them up sometimes. That's true. You could. And I love them. I've got I got a great. Uh, uh, I think you've seen it. The little uh, Sun Boy and Polar Boy piece from Scott Koblish. Mm, yeah. Uh, little. I think it's just an eight and a half by 11, right? It's all boxed up right now, but it's uh, he colored it and everything. It's so cool. Uh, anyway, uh, fun stuff. So fun. now we've got uh, here. Decay has come forth um, and, and she's just yelling lots of things at Wonder Woman. Nobody understands her. They're all wondering who she is. And, and Wonder Woman is looking threatening in her flannel here. Oh, yeah. Just like, ooh. Well, Decay just calls her out for her professional wrestling match and basically is like, hey, if you don't come reclaim the tiara that I stole from you. Uh, well, but you know what? Why am I messing it up? This is perfect pro wrestling key right here. You want me to? Wrong, Amazon. I have what I came for, the symbol of your power. Now the symbol of my power. You are welcome to attempt to reclaim it if you have the nerve, brother. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Now you gotta you gotta read Wonder Woman in Macho Man now. Yeah. Julia, stay with your daughter. I will return with the cure for Vanessa's hideous afflictions. Yeah, if we kind of turn it around, I guess we were doing like WCW like Hogan in Macho Man, but really I think this was more like when the mega powers, right, exploded like when Miss Elizabeth got knocked off the apron and Hulk Hogan <laughs> took her back and then like Macho got beat up in the ring and then he goes back screaming to the back. That was that Saturday night's main event. It's uh, kind of what more of this is like, right? He's just screaming for Hogan to come after him and, and Hogan doesn't want to because like Wonder Woman doesn't really want to, but she's going to go do it. She's going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Mega powers collide. That was later. Yeah. We got mega powers explode or mega powers collide. Uh, well, exploding and colliding. There we go. And Kirby Crow, and we turn the page, and guess what? There's Kirby Crackle Smoke. Oh. Take another drink. 
take another one. Dude, that neighborhood is just destroyed. Yeah, there's not much left. It's not looking like a Boston neighborhood. It's looking like a like a tornado neighborhood. Yeah, it is looking like Tornado Alley just came through, decimated it. And then you've got this woman in curlers. You've got Karen here. It's always been such a nice neighborhood until the you know who moved in. <laughs> oh, oh, poor Karen. Well, Wonder Woman's uh, headed off here. And she's trying to plot her her way and she's upset with the gods. She thinks Hermes has forsaken her. And now the gods. Oh, we mentioned the gods. Here we go. We're back on Mount Olympus. Uh, um, so here's our favorite time of God pronounce pronunciate. I can't even say it. Good God. Pronunciations of the gods. Thank you. Pronunciations of the gods. <laughs> that's what this maybe that's what this comic should be called pronunciations of the gods as opposed you know, or yeah. I guess pronouncements pronunciate. Yeah. Well, I just can't let it go. Like you, you make a funny and then I just like vomit all over your funny. That's okay. It's funny. I in trouble for this all the time. I think they're going to put a word count on me at work meetings. Like, oh, they're no. just like yeah, it's like you, you can't talk anymore. They're going to have a clicker for every time you talk. <laughs> just remember, <laughs> it's like having like a 25 word limit. On certain things, you know, time, yeah, and then yeah. Well, I just joined a new team at work, so you know everybody wants to prove themselves. So there's a lot of talking going on, and I have kicked back and and, and been quiet while that talking was going on, trying to learn things. You know, it's fun. like like Ham- like they say in Hamilton, smile more, talk less. Yeah, um, I think I was more of the Aaron Burr than the Hamilton, though. I think oh. that's always been the problem. But, you know, it's cool. I mean, got milk? Yeah. No, Ooh. he didn't. That's why he lost. I know. Okay. How many times have we made that joke on this podcast? So anyway. I don't know. <laughs> now we're into, I guess, listener, fine listeners, go back and catalog all of my mistakes, including all the times I've talked about Aaron Burr. And how many uh, times have we referenced the so- Got Milk commercial? <laughs> Yeah, by the way, I did need to say that this comic is by George Perez, Plotter and Penciler, Len Wein scripter, Bruce Patterson inker, Karen Berger, my favorite editor, John Costanza, letters, one of the best letters in the history of comics, by the way, and Tahana Wood, colorist. And so, yeah, um, I was listening to an interesting podcast with Brian Boland, uh, who's being interviewed, and he's a bigger nerd about comics than we are, which makes sense. Cause he, you know, apparently edited wizard magazine and DC comics and all these different things. Never heard of wizard. And, uh, in the, yeah, well, I'm sure most of the kids have never heard of it. We probably <laughs> should, we probably should get the intern in touch with Boland, uh, to chat through some editing skills. Oh yeah. Uh, it, cause legit, he seemed like a really nice guy and he talked on this podcast for like two hours. So he seems like the type of person that uh, would sit and talk to the intern. That um, would be good. Yeah, but the, uh, the so I thought that and then, of course, I was thinking like he went and made fonts of this is how crazy nerdy he is. He made fonts of his favorite comic book letterers, hmm. including John Costanza. And I was like, that's so cool. I think he did a Todd Klein and a John Costanza. Um, he did not do Gas Saladino Gaspar. Um trying to think of a couple of other famous letters off the top of my head. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's pretty, uh, 
pretty cool. I want those fonts. Yeah. What but he doesn't do give them? them away, apparently. I would use them to letter comics, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I would letter comics. I would I would make comics and then would letter them. Yeah, or I would just letter your comics with them. You could make me your letterer. So. <laughs> How do you letter your comics? With a letter? <laughs> now, do you have a letterer or yeah. do you do it electronically? Yeah, there's. we okay. have a letterer. Okay, so that I would be putting somebody out of work if I did it. Yeah, there you go. See, there, Dan trying to trying to get in. We have uh, in both actually, like for Braves, we we have a great letterer. Uh, his name is Crank, and uh, for for uh, Starlight, Brett was lettering, and actually we're bringing on. Um, I think Travis actually announced it. Um, you're bringing on John Costanzo. No, on Klein. no, uh, Tom, uh, I'm going to mess up his name. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to butcher his name cause I'm not good with these names. Well, there's, as you're thinking about the names, there's yes. a reason I brought up the letter too. And we came back to this because I like the angled letters that Costanza uses and the emphasis. And I think it makes the Len Wein scripts pop off the pages here. Um, And and that's why comic books are are truly a team effort, right? Like you can't have anything that's wrong, right? Right. If uh, you had sloppy lettering in here and, you know, in the rest of the pack, and of course the coloring in this, we've also mentioned several times that the coloring is really great. And so, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Or I'm just avoiding the whole page of text with the gods and talking about lettering. No, I mean, but you make a good point, though, that comics is definitely a team situation where everyone does a thing and they're all they all do their thing very well. And that's what makes a good comic. Well, we've got this splash page here as speaking of a comic with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven panels. And we get a little bit of all the gods. We get all the female gods that were there before, but they seem to be struggling. Uh, they're wrapping themselves up in God, a garb. We also get Hermes and Apollo. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're getting ready, ready, right? Like they're saying, Hey, we're out of time. Um, they have to go time. down to the ark. Um, so it looks like they're packing up out of Olympus and thinking that she's failed, right? Yep. Um, she's failed. Giving up on Diana already. They 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 gotta move on. They gotta they gotta move on with a new plan. All right, I'm gonna butcher this name, and I'll learn it, and I'll and I'll know it. Is this a, your letterer? Yes, Tom Orshenshock. Okay, but he lettered all of the spawn books oh what yes are you serious i i am no no lies (laughs) he's coming on to starlight to let her starlight oh wow those i mean i i didn't read the whole run admittedly but those oh those one through 100 letters oh good night okay that is amazing yeah that is a huge get I, I, and, and, uh, special, special art by Lee Moyer for book three. 
what is happening? All these like you're you're getting a cadre of comic superstars. Yeah, no, um, it's I dare say a legion of <laughs> superstars. Uh, Starlight's kind of becoming a a weird thing. So I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm 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 kind of like losing my mind over here as as this is all kind of happening over the last like month. <laughs> so. Are you losing your mind as much as Etta Candy is, or are you losing your mind as much as George Perez did when he designed a 13-panel page for himself? <laughs> I know, right? I, I saw this and I was like, what is going on? So many panels. But it makes sense because Etta well, Candy cool because the, well, and the montage panels, right? Um, I mean, they're talking themselves. Like the gods are interacting, so it's not just a montage panel. But basically, mm-hmm. you just have Etta Candy here. And these montages last one page, right? He takes yeah. care of all of this story in one page, right? So we know, okay, so what do we know so far? We are on page six. Mm-hmm. And we know that Wonder Woman is going to get in a pro wrestling match with Decay. That's going to happen. Oh, yeah. The gods think she's going to lose. She's going right? to lose. And we know that Etta Candy is keeping the Trevor, uh, Steve Trevor plot going. Yeah, she's, she's digging in. She's a super spy. She's got the that micro camera. camera. I love that. Yeah. That's, Did she buy that? How much was that? Two ninety nine or seven ninety nine? I, you I know, guess it depends on the year. It depends on the year. Yeah. Did you did you ever really want one when you were a kid? Because oh, I, I wanted all the spy stuff on that page. Oh, my gosh. I, I wanted one so bad. So bad. I think I'm not going to lie. I, I wanted the little soldiers. I wanted the spy stuff. I want to say I went somewhere and uh, we found one that like you could wrap the um the 35 millimeter roll oh no the 110 roll would fit inside the little camera deal what? and it would just be the 110 film and you would clip it in and then it was just a mini camera right and oh man i thought i was super i thought i was a i thought i was a secret agent with that thing i was taking pictures of everything it was i remember i <laughs> cool i got a camera once um but I was too poor to ever develop the film. Oh. So I just had film sitting around. Do you still have it? Uh, I don't think so. Oh man, you should go like, okay, that's the, uh, not to, not to, not uh, to, to sidetrack again, but that's the sad part is, is like, there's not a lot of places to get film developed anymore. And when you do bring it into a place that does develop film, uh, a lot of people that run those machines don't understand what, they're looking at so sometimes if you took a picture and it didn't come out correct they're just like oh it's a bad picture and they just don't develop it but it might be something that you want because it looks weird and you don't care about the rest of it the out of the focus stuff you want that one part that is in focus right so yeah and so i've had it's some not like a photo mat yeah like i miss the old photo mats where you would bring it in and the people would actually like they knew what they were doing they would oh yeah cool okay do you really miss them because they're all coffee places now i do i do i mean i don't drink coffee so i yeah there's a there's an old photo mat here in town and uh it it is a coffee place and it's so weird because it's like i remember when it was a photo mat (laughs) right yeah South Hill. It's a trip. Yep. I, the photo mat was in front of the old Safeway. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Well, we will move on with the story. We've made it all the way to page seven. And it's oh, only man, we're cruising. 
So yeah, we're here and, uh, Oh God, we got a racist soldier. Okay. Wait, this doesn't even make sense. Oh, well. I, I'm lost on what you're saying. I mean, like, I, oh, I... yeah. Well, if you go to page seven, we've got a racial slur at the top of the page. So there we go. Oh, OK, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Welcome to the 80s. Yes. Iran and Iraq were fighting a war and, you know. <sighs> Bless it. OK, yeah. so we keep going. Uh... <laughs> but Etta Candy tells him to shut up. So that's cool all right and we've got a news reporter down there trying to figure out what's going on and perez keeps moving the story um in the background story through the pictures as we get set up for this fight i presume boom boom boom, and weaves it into the montage so that's cool yep and then (gasps) they get steve trevor on tv oh colonel trevor must have done it bad man and she storms out then yeah Uh, enough of that yeah, Etta Candy is not somebody to be trifled with. No. At least so far. Mm-mm. Well, we flip the page and we get people watching Decay flying in the sky. Uh, they're doing the bird. It's a plane. It's Decay. Look. Oh, my. And we get two. Oh, more Kirby Crackle. Two more panels. <laughs> she just like breathes Kirby Crackle. I want that superpower. Do you, though? Because then it would just be bad stuff everywhere. You know what, though? Next time somebody asks me what my favorite superpower is. Yeah. Or what superpower I want. I'm going to say the a power to breathe Kirby Crackle because they'll have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> like they're going to ask me one of those stupid icebreaker questions. And I'm just going to be like, yeah, the ability to breathe Kirby Crackle. Uh, OK. <laughs> oh, well, I, you ask what superpower I want. I, I don't know. What, what is Kirby Crackle? Is it a candy? Oh, God. Is yeah, it, that that would that'd be the exaggeration. It's, it's a candy. Yeah, I just want to uh, breathe candy. One everywhere. listener, if you don't know what Kirby Crackle is, pick up this issue. Wonder Woman issue number four from 1987 and look through the pages and see the red and black Kirby Crackle. It's intense. And there's Kirby Crackle around her, too. Does that count twice? Double the Crackle. I did say in every panel. Oh, no. So that's three panels, though, because there's Kirby Crackle around her. So that's one, two, three panels. That's yep. three more shots. <laughs> you're, you're now legally dead. Legally and I'm hanging. dead. Okay, well, a statue gets knocked over. And, of course, Wonder Woman has to go down and save people because that's what Wonder Woman does. And she throws the statue back at Decay and Decay's just like, meh, meh, cool. Okay, cool. And it's kind of like, yep, I'm good. Yep. I'll just destroy it. Yep. So Wonder Woman's uh, throwing everything. She's going to have to, Wonder Woman goes to the foreign objects and it, nothing, nothing. She's got nothing. She's got nothing in this round, folks. Foreign objects cannot touch the one they call Decay. Decay has the upper hand, if you will. She's yeah, on the, the turnbuckle. 
And if if you're if you're if you read this, you'll understand why Greg and I are comparing this to professional wrestling because Decay is just not that much of his, as a character. Like she's a lot of pronouncements, and uh, that's it. Yep. Like, and and then even she says like, "Hey, I guess they built the match because now she's like, so at last a suitable audience has arrived for Fair Diana to witness your abject humiliation, brother." Or yours, Decay, once I get my hands on you. So you keep threatening, but you are no more than a... You are... Jeez. I am terrible at this. You know, I read things for a living. <laughs> you read things for a living. And and, and you enjoy the the, the classic wrestling. But uh, it's you're, you're not in the... You're, you're not... You're not in the headspace i'm not in the zone tonight well it's okay so we're good um but wonder woman's vowing like the good baby face at the bottom that she's gonna you yourself have said it monster you are no i I said no more you are more than welcome to try i cannot even read text today well (laughs) now here they go this is where those battles start and here we go they're fighting there's a lot of fighting i love it it's a whap and a there's, bam and a boom. No, no none of those sound effects. There's a lot of Gerby Crackle everywhere yeah. and a lot of George Perez beautiful angsty faces. Oh my gosh. Like the when like the the grip that Decay has on Wonder Woman in that bottom panel on the left or on the right on the left on the left. Oh, yeah. Also, too, I think like page 11 12 page 11 12 and 13 mm-hmm. young artists should have to study these pages for movement to understand that you could have movement and text and panels and you don't always need a splash page to show a fight yeah because there's movement throughout you see the reactions mm-hmm. you get the discussion about what's going on you get the thoughts and the anguish of wonder woman as she tries to figure this out you get to see her progression as she solves the riddle of decay right mm-hmm. and then you, now we got oh by the way bottom panel on page 12 yeah jack kirby would have like autographed this as his own it is it is a good panel wicked good and then we get it and then of course we get the giant kirby crackle in the middle as decay is destroyed on page 13 um welcome to the podcast dogs welcome oh, yeah. home and we are sorry we were podcasting so late i think she uh, but the just dogs arrived are here. home yeah well it's very clear that she just arrived home because the dogs are having all of this they're like hey We've got to bark because by barking, that indicates our love for you, which is good because they're dogs. And so mine, on the other hand, is showing no love for me. She is sleeping on the bed with her head curled into her tail because she's like, what are you doing? We're supposed to be walking. I don't love you. This this is a bunch of crap. Yeah, human. So when you made me move home from my beautiful lake house, so can't go to the lake anymore. No more kayaking. No kayaking, just carrying heavy boxes around. So, well, the fight ends and Wonder Woman defi- uh, defiantly, defi- not defiantly, triumphantly. There triumphantly. Except the uh, tiara, tiara, the tiara. Wow. The tiara. And uh, the, the tiara, tiara, 
she goes and picks up the tiara here in uh, Southern Wrestling. And uh, she says, work your wiles as you will, mighty Aries. And we're good to go. So she puts the tiara back on. And, and of course, because it's America, she's immediately bombarded by the press. Boom. And they ask her really important things like, hey, what's your name? Uh, mm. Got a boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, are you under contract? Um, your own series. Yeah, she does have her own series. It's called Wonder Woman. We're on issue four. Catch <laughs> up, folks. Right, right. And so, yeah. And uh, based on those really important questions, uh, she leaves. She's like, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> and she is got to focus on Aries, she says. So now we go back to elsewhere. And we've got. Uh, Demos and Phobos. Demos and Phobos. It's Phobos, right? Yeah. Okay. And they are not happy. Uh, nope. Demos is pretty angry at Phobos because uh, he sent Decay down and he's kicking him off a ledge. And uh, yeah, he's just not nice to his bro. He, his bro just falls down. He's like, yo, bro, you messed up so bad. Dad is going to be so angry. You did the dumbest thing ever. You sent you sent Decay and she's not even she's like, like bottom. She's tier. like Steppenwolf yeah. bottom here. Like, why would you do that? I, I'm, I'm going to kick you off this ledge. See how you like that. Yeah. And then we're going to make another movie that's seven hours long to get the right villain in there. Yeah. Oh, wait, you weren't saying that at all. No, I wasn't. But I mean, it, it makes sense. OK, well. Again, if you want a clinic in good storytelling and you watch the Snyder Cut, please come back and read this so you can understand how to tell a story. Yeah. So Demos is, is getting ready. He's he's getting his preparations together and we flip the page and we've got a lot of pastels. Oh, man, it's bright. And uh, we've got a uh, media people looking at these pictures. We've got woman looks like a double W on her place. Uh, they want to call her bird woman or hawk woman. And they're like, <laughs> no, 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 that that already exists. Um, but if she became Diana bird woman, would mm. she be an attorney at law? Oh, that would be cool. I'd be down with that. So. But no, they draw the WW on a paper without the F. <laughs> Copyright. And for the first time, the Boston Globe leader names Diana. And this is the first time we see it. It's it, page 16 of issue four. Wonder Woman, a mystery heroine, save city from deadly demon of destruction. Whoa. Newspapers have already dubbed her Wonder Woman, and that appears to be the perfect name for her. It's a great name. I like it. Seems good. I, I, I don't think it'll last. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Seems Give like a time. one issue thing. It might be. Sure. It's it's just a quick flash in the pan story. Yeah. Quick flash in the pan for a quick flash in the pan character that will never make it. Yeah. No. No okay, movies. Well, no TV no movies. shows. No TV shows. No action figures. No um, best TV show theme song of all time. Wonder Woman. Everybody knows it. Yeah. She's a wonder. Wonder Woman. (laughs) 
sing it, Dan. Satin tights, fighting for your rights. You know I can't sing anymore because of the stupid COVID. I know. Makes me so bad because I would sing it for you in her satin tights, fighting for your rights. For the red, white, and blue. Da 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 da. Wonder yeah. Woman. Hey, the Wonder Woman slot machine gave me one hundred and sixty dollars. Hey, weekend. nice. Yeah. Kids, don't gamble. It's bad for you. It is bad for you. Don't do it. Okay, well, we're continuing to move on here, and we've got Etta Candy again in a yellow coat and some big old moon boots. <laughs> That is so 80. This is the most 80s of the entire piece. Actually, that's more this her coat, her puffy square puffy coat, right? The big squares and the moon boots are more 80s than anything in this book. More 80s than the star, uh, the star tights. Tights. What do we call them? Yeah. The stretch pants. Yeah. The star stretch pants. Yep. Now, if uh, Vanessa had been wearing leg warmers, I would give her a close second Mm. to. Yeah. Yeah. But we weren't quite there. Not quite there. Um, so, yeah. So, at a, oh, it's Steve Trevor again. Okay, we're back to this subplot. Uh, Steve Trevor's hiding out. Etta finds him. Oh, and there is an angry looking, looks like a officer class person here at the bottom of page 17. Uh, mm, yeah. Who followed Etta. Uh-oh. Uh, well, turn the page and... We're at a hospital. Oh, no. Well, Wonder Woman is fine. Why are we at the hospital? It's all because of the daughter, man. Oh, my favorite character. How could I forget Vanessa? You couldn't. How could you forget Vanessa? Well, I could forget her because she's not in a single panel in this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine panel page. Yes. Do the square of her talking and the words above her count as two panels? Hmm. In name, maybe, but need need we go? No. Okay, so we'll go with nine. All right. So we're good here. And anyway, I I do think, though, I do think we get uh, a little bit more of the professor's uh, characterization here. So I think this is a great page. Yeah. um, And good art. And so we find out that she's more than just a, you know, professor that studies things. She really cares about her daughter and her family Mm -hmm. and... Um, I, I think too, we get into the power dynamic, right? Because Diana seeks her out or she sought out because of her power, her strength, her, mm-hmm. uh, the notion that she knows her craft, that she can speak Greek, all of those things. And then, um, she doesn't like this position of being useless or helpless, right? Like this notion that when you put her in a position to depower, uh, she breaks down. I think, I think a lot of us feel that way, right? Like, I think a lot of people really feel like they need to be in a position of power to be comfortable. Right. And when you take them out of that and they just break down. So I, I, I actually like this scene a whole lot. It makes sense. And I think she breaks down to like in a, in a way that's very masculine. Mm-hmm. Uh, to continue on her character thread. And so, and, and kind of with Wonder Woman, too, like you're really, you know, not labeling characters as masculine or feminine right throughout the story so far. Right. Uh, so it's the first four issues. And so I like this. I like how these characters don't just take on these stereotypical feminine or masculine traits like that. They're complex. Yeah. Except maybe Nessa, who I don't like. 
<laughs> you're like, oh, well, let's, but let's drill in in this. Maybe that's why I don't like that character, right? Because we have these really, uh, we have all these characters that don't exhibit these stereotypical feminine and masculine traits, right? Yeah. Except maybe Ares, right? Because he's supposed to. Yeah. Right. And then you have in their, their, they have dimensions. And then I get Vanessa pining over the fact that Wonder Woman will square her boyfriend away. And I just, it wasn't enjoyable. And you're like, ah, okay, go away. And then she does for like, and then she does at least for a bit ish. Well, they got, yeah, they got rid of her for a quick second. So, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, the uh, she comes back and asks if she can cure her. And they touch amulets because that's what they do. Um, and she the professor declares that this is her fight too until her daughter is taken care of. She's going to be so there. What does a professor do when they don't know what to do? Trust me, I know. She goes back and studies and learns things. Yes. And Diana walks around the room sort of looking outside and standing watch. And all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> she sees something outside and she goes out uh, to find uh, Steve Trevor. No. No, she doesn't. I believe she does. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know what comic you're reading, but uh, she goes out. Steve Trevor's dressed, but Steve Trevor's not the smartest guy, I think. He's he's dressed like a bank robber in Boston. Yeah. That's why I said no, because he, he looks like he's he looks like your your average bank robber. He's going to or or like a uh, dude that's going to do a and e on the house. <laughs> yeah. He does. So maybe not the best approach. Got his dock worker's cap and his like uh, his his cold weather Levi's denim. <laughs> no, I the... No. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does. The furry denim. Yeah, I yeah. got one. I like it. It's comfortable. And the dock, work, dock worker's cap. Oh, and the gloves. Oh, my God. Do I look like a Maybe you can find me a furry denim from one of the stores someday. I, I think I would like one. Yeah. We could we could be twinsies. That'd be cool. We could when uh, shows reopen and I go with you and sit at the table with you. Uh, we could be twinsies yeah. talking about the podcast. There we go. People would know what hit them. They would be like, "What? What are you talking about? We're here for the the other thing." No, They'd no, like, you gotta what, hear what, about what? this. What? Oh, but we had this other thing. I like how in the um, was it fourth panel, like uh, the good doctor comes out. <laughs> She's got a shotgun. She's ready for business. Yep. She's she's not messing around. Back um, away slowly. And and while we're here, I'm just gonna I'll, I'll apologize on the podcast. Greg will Greg will post something on Twitter, but there is no way uh, in the big scheme of things. Just uh, pulling back the curtain just uh, slightly as we get into Steve Trevor's incompetence. We're going to look at Dan's incompetence because there's just no way I'm going to edit this and have it out there for you all tonight. So we're going to be a day late this week, but unacceptable. You know, 
I know, but we appreciate you. And so maybe I say we're going to be a day away late. There's a possibility I could get it done tonight. I doubt it because we recorded late. I believe in you. Uh, But hang in there with us, folks, because, yeah, we'll keep these coming for you uh, as much as possible because we love you, our one fan. We do. Thank you. Our hearts are beating. What we do love is the professor and her shotgun because this is clearly 1987. Yes. Uh, because Professor Now probably wouldn't be coming out with her shotgun. Probably not. Probably I think not. she has some NRA stickers in there. I don't know. <laughs> Listening to Ted Nugent while she reads her books. <laughs> some cat scratch fever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know he got COVID? Yeah, now he's got a cat scratch fever himself. I, I love it. Well, he's got I mean, a fever. I don't want anybody to die of COVID or anything, yeah. but when people that, you know, flaunt the fact that they don't have to wear masks and all that, you know, it just seems like there's some sort of it's secret justice in the world. Things are circular, man. Would we call it hooded justice? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. So, well... We are turning the page and, uh, oh, we get the end. Okay. So Steve is freaking out. He starts running away. Oh, no. Wonder Woman flies because it's Wonder Woman. And uh, Michaelis? Michaelis? It's a Greek name. I know it is. They they do this to us on purpose. Is it Michaelis? Michaelis? Yeah, Maybe. Someone will tell us. Nicholas? Nobody's going to tell us. What have you done? They're going to let us die on the vine. Oh, man. (laughs) I noticed you transition here so we don't die on the vine. Yes. Insanity's name, Nicholas. And when I first saw that, I was like, Saints, Saint Michael is what I saw. But anyway, um, Sanity's name, what have you done? And Etta Candy is out. Flashlight on the ground on the corner of the car and it's not looking good for Lieutenant candy. Not at all. That my friends is the end of issue four an action packed story that gets a lot done. I, you've got the, the story of the fight, but that's really only half the issue. Most of it's advancing the uh, Trevor plot, advancing the plot and character development of professor of the Mm -hmm. professor. And uh, giving us a lot of in-depth storytelling, which I think is is cool, which is probably besides the banter we've had throughout the episode, why we spend a lot of time talking about it. Yeah, I, I like how the I mean, the, like you said, uh, the the humanization, if you will, of the professor, because like when you first meet her, you, you're just like, oh, she's just about the books and the knowledge. But then you you really see her. And her her love and care for her child and really wanting to find out what's wrong and what's going on and how to solve this and everything. And that's very, you know, a, a very human response. And I think we also established she's highly competitive, which is probably what made her successful in her academic pursuits mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. And so the, the competitiveness just transfers to other arenas, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I like the development of, of Steve Trevor, how he's sort of this incompetent, uh, <laughs> competent person. Yeah. Uh, but I like that, right? Like, I like that people, I like that he's not perfect, right? 
I, 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 I think it's good that he has flaws. Like he's not just the square jawed, uh, soldier type, right? Yeah. That he's has a lot of depth, um, and makes mistakes and is kind of dumb. And he's a, he's a regular person. And that's, that's, I think what, what anyone reading this can, can go, Oh yeah, no, I would, I would make that mistake or I would do something like that because that's a normal, that's a normal person thing. (laughs) And then I like the, uh, making Etta a really competent right through the story, right? Just through that one page, we established (laughs) that Etta may be the competent one in the Trevor Etta candy relationship. Right. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of when you think inspector gadget, um, Steve Trevor is inspector gadget and, you know, Etta is, uh, um, his niece. (laughs) Yep. And that, and then, and who is the dog? Oh no. Who's brain? I guess maybe we'll find out as the, as the story unfolds. Maybe it'll be Nicholas. No, I don't know. He's got a, something about him, man. We'll find out something about him. Okay. Well, we will find out. And that puts a wrap on issue four. Uh, we end and, uh, I am excited for the next issue, but I'm not going to give away a, uh, how many year old comic. Yeah. No spoilers here. Yeah. See, now, not, let's see if we can. Even though we're on the spoiler verse, we're not going to spoil it for zero, you. Seven, 17 to over 30 year old comic. Yeah. We're, we're good. You have to tune back in next time for <laughs> funny book forensics and find out what happens in issue number five. Well, and I'm excited too, because uh, I think we've been saying it and uh, we are going to keep covering our wonder woman issues, but in the next uh, couple of weeks or so, uh, John from the spoiler verse is going to come on from the mothership. What? And we're, we're going to do a, an interlude probably in our wonder woman podcast. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, we mentioned they just did a Jim Shooter interview. I think we mentioned this last week. So we'll keep teasing you with it. And, and John's going to come in. And we're going to look at Adventure Comics 252 and 253, where the Legion of Superheroes and the Fatal Five <gasps> fight a Sun Eater. A Sun Eater? Yes. It Whoa, that suns. sounds dangerous. Yeah, it's Sun Eaters are uh, uh, probably one of the coolest uh, heroes out of the uh, characters out of the Silver Age that they brought back. I always thought uh, because they did that whole uh, was it fi- it was Final Night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman line in the late eighties, early nineties, uh, where the Sun Eater was central to the core plot, right? Uh, and the Fatal Five sounds like a bunch of bad guys. Fatal Five sound kind of sounds like the Dirty Dozen. The Fatal Five, the Dirty Dozen. Maybe Jim Shooter, young Jim Shooter, was really liking that. I maybe. But yeah, we're we're gonna get. I mean, quite frankly, we're getting some character development of some of my favorite Legion characters, and then we're getting some introduction of some of my favorite Legion villains of the first time for the first time, and we're getting young Jim Shooter writing. It is gonna be a blast. Kurt Swan. The Superman artist, right? Yeah. Drawing. What? For a 14-year-old boy who's writing it. 
And not only if you go back and listen to the interview um, on the spoiler verse, the first Jim Shooter interview, Jim Shooter is a 14 year old boy. And Kurt Swan is happy to work with him. And Jim Shooter is giving him layouts. That's (laughs) Jim Shooter at 14 is giving Kurt Swan layouts. It blows my mind that that he was he he wrote this at that age. And that's that's awesome. It just goes to show like anybody can do anything when, you know, like if you if you if you got the skill and the drive and the luck, any any of those three things in, in any of those combinations two, you know, two is great three is better but i think like uh uh sir said two out of three ain't bad (laughs) so well let me give you a a sample of what we're about to get with with young mr shooter but i'm i've had the letter page open from adventure comics 252 and they're talking about they're talking about jim shooter's first story or one of his first stories and Here's what the letter says. Dear editor, popping planets. Every now and then you folks at DC put out a real winner. I'm speaking, of course, of the Rogue Legionnaire. I rate most stories on the interest I take in rereading them, and I can't put this one down. Congratulations are in order for James Shooter uh, for giving us such a great science fiction epic. Kurt Swan's art was, as usual, magnifico. (laughs) So... That should give you a hint of what we're getting into. And, and one of the, the fun things there is just like we're praising the Perez storytelling here and how he could advance the story. Uh, Jim Shooter, as he says in his interview, grew up loving Marvel books and so wanted to bring that characterization back to DC in the 60s and did. And so we get a lot of character development of this big superhero team group who in a, in a lot of ways in the Silver Age, admittedly, um, you could have colored them any way you wanted to with their costumes and you wouldn't have known who was who. Um, they were just talking and just change uh, things from time to time. But I'm going to, I'm not going to spoil it, but we're going to get in these two issues, not only some young Jim shooter writing, um, but we're going to see something that almost never happens in comics. What's what's that? I can't tell you. Oh. You're going to have to come in next week to find out. Teasing me and the listener. Well, so John will be joining us for that. And so we'll have our, our two issue adventure comics interlude in, in honor of the Jim shooter interview over on the mothership, or should I say Jim shooter interviews? Because there are three segments of this thing. If, if John, if John joins us, then who will listen? Uh Oh, Oh man. John, you're going to have to get us a, a listener. We need like a, a you, you, you know, Greg. Yeah. In comics, sometimes some books don't sell real well, uh-huh. but then other books sell really well, right? Yeah. That happens. Yeah. And so they take the hero from the not so good selling book and they bring them into the good selling book, right? Or vice versa, right? Uh-huh. Like Superman just shows up in like, say, The Sovereign Seven. Okay. Right. Cause you, you know, all, can you tell me some of the members of the sovereign seven? I can't, but I can tell you about Superman. Okay. Well, so, so Superman shows up and there we go. Superman's with the sovereign seven. We're the sovereign seven and the sovereign seven. Yeah. We're the sovereign seven. Oh no. 
it's not going well for us. That's all right. We're we're like a step below the wanna beast. <laughs> but that's okay cuz we're making a comeback. We're we're making a comeback and it's going to be better in, than ever. In a last ditch effort to keep us from being canceled, the mothership is coming in for the save. They they wouldn't cancel us. They love us. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. That's that's exactly how that goes. So and and I'm I'm sure Mickey James was thinking that last week right before the WWE fired her. I I know the internet was was a fire with with many questions and concerns. Yep. So we are Samoa Joe and Mickey James. Oh no. Oh wait, we're not because the mothership's coming in to rescue us. Oh, it's good. Thankfully. So, so John will be coming. So next week, uh Adventure Comics uh 252 and 253, Ooh. I believe. Yes. And uh, we'll be reading some adventure comics and it's going to be great. So Silver Age fun. Uh, join us for that. And then uh, we'll be back right back here uh, finishing up the, the Wonder Woman storyline. Awesome. I said, I said, yep, I got that right. 252 and 253. I'm going to keep messing that up. So now you got it right. All right. Well, on that note, Greg, any final thoughts here? Um, no, I'm just super excited. Uh, one about having John with the mother from the mothership coming to hang out with us and talk about an amazing, awesome set of books. And I'm super excited about where we're going with this wonder woman series, because this is, this is really, really a fun read. Um, I was, I was talking to Ann about it the other day and I was, after I I finished reading it and I was like, Oh my gosh, you got to read this. This is like, everything that you liked from the the movies and it's it's like right here and you know your the the storytelling and everything is right here you got to read this and what did ann say um well you know maybe (laughs) (laughs) as ann does when either of us get excited about something yeah yeah i mean she she she'll think about it (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to comics you got to remember if it's not if it's not archie jughead betty veronica or the babysitter's club (laughs) (laughs) that's the best uh well what if wonder woman crossed over with the babysitter's club what if the babysitter's club came as the guest stars in wonder woman dude that would be actually awesome (laughs) that would be so cool (laughs) because i'm Your reading the, I, definitions I, of cool or different i'm reading the babysitter's club right now and it's actually oh, really no. good I'm, I'm having a good a good time reading those graphic novels uh they definitely are are fun to read i read the books as a kid and um my mom would make fun of me because she was like is this your attempt at trying to understand girls and i was like i don't know i'm just i got them from just the like library the story. Yeah, I just like the story <laughs> and, and, but I'm, I'm reading the, the graphic novels right now, um, to, uh, you know, just see, see what they're all about. And, uh, you know, my wife's really into them. So I'm, I'm, you know, I want to, I want to experience it too. And I'm really enjoying it. 
the artist changed in the middle of the, the book series. So it was a, a, a little bit of a, a change up for me. Um, different art style from the, the first three books. And then you get into the fourth book and you're like, Oh, Hey, this is a different art style. So um, I was a little, I'm not, I, I'm not going to say thrown, but I was, it just took me a, a second to, okay. Okay. It's just like any other, any, any other book series that you're reading. The story's still the same. <laughs> just got to get used to the characters being a little different. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I will not make fun of you for reading anything, especially after the things I watch and read. But yeah, but what I can say is, hey, enjoy it because it's comics and we need to enjoy them. That's right. I mean, and, and it, I'm good. it's it's one I would definitely I would tell parents if you're if you're looking for something and your kids haven't read this, go check it out because it's 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 a fun read. You know, it's a it's it's a lot of a lot of as we're talking about different team building type things and team comics and stuff. Uh, babysitters club is is all about teamwork and about working within your community and doing things and figuring out life as as these these young girls are figuring out how things work and you know through their babysitting and through their own lives and stuff it's it's a it's an interesting snapshot so can i can i tell you something amazing i've done some research uh-huh. while we were talking and that research was simply i've read issue 252 already so i had issue 253 pulled up on my thing and you've got the cover and on the inside of the cover is the treasure chest of fun oh yeah and in 1966 one miniature secret camera costs i'm gonna we're gonna go one miniature secret camera plus six rolls of film so it's tell me what that would cost you in 1966 1966 oh my gosh 1966 dollars uh, three dollars. One dollar. One dollar. Seventy nine cents. Whoa. $3, $2.98 to be specific, would have netted you one amazing miniature radio. Oh. Just an AM radio or is it AM FM radio? I am assuming it's an AM radio. It does not specify. Oh, man. I'm imagining just an AM radio because AM was still the king of the airwaves back then. $1.98 would have netted you one fine jackpot bank. Oh, I love those things. I'll bet you it's probably bank. real, real metal. Like, I don't think so. There's just no, no, well, no, no. Back then they used to make those things out of real metal. A dime operating jackpot bank that works just like the one arm bandit in Vegas. Just mm-hmm. deposit the dime and spin the handle real spin and look like the real stuff. Dimes are removable. The game should not be used for games. Gambling purposes only for fun. Uh, it does not say it is metal, so but oh, okay. I'm spoiling next week, so I need to shut up. But I did just want to confirm. Uh, I'm excited. That. I I am really excited. Obviously, we're reading Legion books, so you're yeah. As soon as as soon as you start reading a Legion book, you're you're like I'm there. Yeah. So all right. Well, with that, it's probably that this point time to sign off of this episode of funny book forensics yeah time to sign off so we will see you next week with some adventure comics and then back right after that with some more wonder woman number five all right sounds good thanks thanks one listener we love you bye everyone and don't forget starlight may 4th 
may the force be with you and come to a stellar viewing of Star Wars with the Starlight team. And go to Kickstarter and back the book. Oh, yeah. Go to Kickstarter and back the book. Because the most important part, the most important part for issue number three, Cause, because I mean, because we want this thing to uh, meet its goal in two hours. That would be amazing. That would that would that would beat last time. <laughs> yep, that'd be great. And do that because I want all the stretch goals. So get on there and back it so I can get stretch goals. Dan wants the stretch goals. Dan, you're you're going to be excited to see all the cool stuff that Travis and I put together last night. So when this thing drops, oh, be excited. I am. I am. All right. Well, on that note, get your Starlight book and uh, we're out of here.